3: KCA, Loma Linda, San Bernardino, stand by minor technical difficulties. This is your engineer.
5: Beer in the fridge?
2: Nah, I thought you got some.
5: Aw, the game starts in five minutes.
2: And you drank the last beer at midnight on Friday.
5: I wish there was a place that delivered beer. Yes! I'm Captain Crafted. I'm here to bring you beer. That's
4: Captain C-R-A-F-T. Apostrophe D. Why? Because there's no E, just a D. As in Deliver. Because Captain Crafted delivers.
3: That's right, the Crafted Beer Store in Redlands is now open for business with great prices and deliveries of your favorite beer. Wine, spirits, water, ice, and mixers. Did I mention their great prices? That's C-R-A-F-T-D. B-E-E-R store.com or Fred Crafted Beer Store on Facebook.com. Make it easy. Google Redlands Beer Delivery. Look for Crafted Beer. Crafted Beer Store
4: in Redlands is now open for
2: beersness. And I'm here to deliver.
6: Alright, I'm just gonna welcome everybody to the show. I'm Aaron Brinker. Oop. And I gotta turn him on. Hey Todd.
4: I'm still Todd Brinker.
6: So we had another power outage here at the studio and now our computers go really. We're just batting a thousand. You know, we have a gremlin in our machines and in our on our circuit K- breaker. There C- you go. A- I clicked that button a long time ago.
4: <laughs> but we are still K. C A A. That's
6: right. Ain't technology grand?
4: Yeah, when it works, (laughs) it's wonderful. When it doesn't, it's it's not so not.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so how was your morning, Todd?
4: Well, probably a little uh, less eventful than yours. I'm sure when you walk in and find the power outage, your your heartbeat jumps up a couple hundred.
6: (laughs) So I am so lucky that that Rick Rule was here, because he's not always here in the morning. Sometimes um, he does the show, his show, on KQLH remotely. And if you like music and you want to listen to something that is not the same old, same old that you hear on all the other stations, 92.3 is, uh, or 92.5, sorry, 92.5 is KQLH, and it's the music for America's Main Street. And you'll hear stuff that you don't hear anywhere else. I just love it.
4: Yeah, it's great, great music, um, great people, and uh, and they thank have Rick D's. He's he's willing to uh, lend a hand.
6: Yes, he is a he is a uh, systems engineer and um, an electrical engineer, and he uh, he takes care of business. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> I don't even know where the circuit breaker box is. <laughs> I'd be like hunting around the building. Hey, so yeah, so the Epstein saga continues. Um. Apparently, the uh, there's the Attorney General is very upset about it. There's going to be an investigation, um, and there's this kind of push and pull. We kind of talked about this yesterday. There's push and pull mm-hmm. with conspiracy theories. And what's conspiracy? What's a conspiracy? Well, you know, the Clintons did this. That's a conspiracy theory, right? That's I mean, we have no proof at all that the Clintons were involved, whatever, I mean, whatsoever. But, you know, do we believe that... That he honestly killed himself without any help. Kind of talked about this yesterday, like I said. Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. I don't believe that. I believe that he had help. Uh, I think that it what he had lots of powerful friends, not just the Clintons. Um, uh, but it 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 made me think of you know conspiracy theories and why people believe them, and people on both sides believe them, right? I mean, it's it's uh, kind of human nature to think that some some nefarious plot is is underway and that things just didn't roll out the way they things just don't happen the way that they actually happen. Are you a, a, a fan of conspiracy theories, theories Todd?
4: Um, not really, you know, I mean, it's for entertainment purposes, I guess, you know, to, to, to play what if, but I, I really am not like a believer in in conspiracy theories in any way, shape or form, you know, I mean, it's it's fun to play what if uh, but I tend to be sort of, you know, show me the evidence. If there's evidence leaning one way or or, or, or that indicates something happened, then pursue that. You know, I. I no, <laughs> I guess not.
6: <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to say um so I, I and I used to have more time, so I did it then, but I, I, I'm a fan of conspiracy theories. I like to to read about them. I like to kind of follow them, not that I believe them, but I think that they're fascinating. And the mm-hmm. people who you know they're the ones the, the people who really follow them and believe them and swear by them, I find them fascinating, right i mean it's it's from the um, you know, that this planet Nibiru is going to come around and cause mass extinction to where we're actually, you know, Area
4: 51,
6: Area 51, that we're controlled by lizard people that yeah, you know, hiding and the aliens. Exactly. That, you know, all kinds of craziness at the end of the world is going to happen with by filling the date here. Um it's, uh, it's really something. And if you look at this, you know, the the climate change, and the, and the climate is clearly changing. I mean, the, the climate, um, uh, every summer, it, it's, it's, it becomes more different from when it was when we were kids, right? We're, we're no longer living in a climate that's just hot and dry. It's, we have far more moisture in the air. Um, it just, it just feels different and consistently feels different. Um, and, you know, and, and the science shows that the climate is changing. But I won't go so far as to say that we have 10 years and they're all going to die. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of there's there are people out Mm -hmm. there who are touting that. And I don't see that that's any different than, you know, the late great planet Earth saying that we're all going to die by 1988 or whatever it was. Mm
4: -hmm. You
6: know, um, Hal Lindsey. I don't know. What do you think?
4: Um, you know I, in that particular instance I mean it's I agree I think that the science clearly shows that, that the climate is changing um, it shows that I think that um, human beings have had some effect on that um, but I think that also our um, glimpse into the macro cycles meaning cycles over thousand years in terms of our climate we have almost no actual, data to base anything on. I mean we have we've, we've picked, you know, we were able to do some ice cores and some some tree ring cores and stuff to get an idea of of climate over uh, a period of time, but but you know, even our human measurements from 100 150 years ago are questionably accurate, much less, you know, trying to say, oh, hey, we read in a book about how the weather was in in, you know, the year 1150 and that's why they called it the dark ages because
2: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: You know, on this side of the planet, I, I, we're, we're guessing and 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 we have limited information there. So, you know, I, I don't know how much is us versus how much is. A cyclical thing versus now, granted, I'm not a climatologist, but, you know, I do very much remember that in the 70s, the main headline article was, hey, we're, we're heading into the next ice age and it's going to start cooling. And, you know, and and now we're saying we've completely subverted that because of pollution. And it, I don't know. I just don't know. And and in the lack of knowing, I'm not going to take any judgment. You know, it's clearly it's changing. And so, you know, dress appropriately
6: <laughs> in layers. Apparently. Yeah. So, what I think is interesting though is this human need, this human desire to uh, explain why things happen. And if when we can't, our brains will fill in the blank, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, which, and
4: there's the problem is the filling in the blank part.
6: Exactly. So, you know, we don't know what happened to Jeffrey Epstein, I hope, and we, we have no choice but to trust that the Justice Department will get to the bottom of what happened. Uh, when I say no choice, what else are we going to do, right? I mean, it, you have to trust that. Um, but there is a feeling that, that, that there are two justice systems, right? And that was evident um, in the first arrest of Jeffrey Epstein all those years ago, what, 20 years ago, um, that... Uh, that the wealthy have different standards than the rest of us. And that problem is not a conspiracy theory. That one can be dealt with. Um, And I think that our culture needs to deal with it. So.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree. And, you know, I mean, it's just, there's all kinds of things where, you know, we're, we're finding more and more that human beings have a tendency to, when looking at evidence find and give more credence to the evidence that backs up what they believe than that which denies what they believe. And so we tend to be sort of self, um, uh, supporting in that sense. You know, instead of looking at the evidence and saying what does the evidence say, right. we have a huge tendency, and this is all humans, including scientists. Um, I just watched a really good documentary called Food and come to find out that one of the major doctors and the research behind, you know, our food pyramid that we used for many, many years and still the basis of of our our government's, you know, food eating plan. Now we have a plate that they fill out, you know, they use a different diagram was based on a study where he said there were seven, you know, seven countries and the US was the worst of those seven countries and you could see that the more fat that they ate, the the worse off they were. And come to find out that there wasn't seven countries in the study. He just picked the seven that supported his his theory. There was 22, <laughs> 22 countries in the study and and if you look at the overall data, there was no such direction or or basis for his 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 eating plans, you've, you know, it was just, that's what he believed. And so he picked the stuff that matched what he believed because he felt that that was the most relevant stuff.
6: You've got so to he, be kidding me.
4: No. So he found a reason to, to, uh, to deny the other 15 countries data because they didn't match what he wanted. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure in his mind it wasn't because they didn't match it. There were other reasons that data was not good. You know, he found reasons to believe that that data was not accurate. So he just dropped it from his study. Wow. And, And, you know, we've been eating the, you know, X number of servings of grain and vegetables and all the way up, you know, as you get higher on the, on the pyramid, you were eating less and less of meat and fat and more and more of grains and stuff. And, you know, grains are what we feed cows to fatten them up. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed.
6: But so was the point of the document, now I'm really curious, was the point of the documentary that we should be eating fewer grains? That we should not uh, eat as many vegetables?
4: It, it says we should eat a lot of vegetables, not very many grains. That's essentially what it boiled down to, is that grains are not something that we digest properly and well, that we should eat. Um, uh, and, and that lean meats are not a great thing, that actually a, a meat with some fat on it, because your body needs that fat to process and work. But that you should eat lots of, you know, green leafy vegetables, fruits um, and uh but, but eat your, eat your meats, eat your fats, eat your, eat, you know, eat your proteins. Um, it was just, it was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. I, I recommend watching it. It's, it's a 90 minute, um, uh, documentary called food. So
6: is it on Netflix or Amazon prime or uh,
4: Netflix is where I went and found it.
6: And it's just called food.
4: Yes, All right. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard to do a, to, to find a search for it. Um, the problem is, is, every time you find search for food, they give you everything that talks about food. <laughs> exactly, and they, you know, so it's hard to find. You know, like that, chef's name table. Of yeah.
6: <laughs> so the thing that the thing that strikes me is, you know, we've seen this. I know that your brain needs fat, right? Because, um, and that's true with deve- especially with babies. They need, you know, and and little kids. The brain needs fat. Um, and so I wonder, if these very low-fat diets that were all the rage through the 80s... Remember Susan Powder? She was the one who was like, yeah. you know, you can eat... Carb power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could eat whatever you wanted um, as, you know, as, as a carb. Um, and, you know, what happened to America? It got really fat very fast. But we didn't... We, we had kind of... We had dropped the amount of fat that we were eating. Not kind of. We dropped the amount of fat that we were eating. And I wonder if that contributed to neurological issues... Uh, in Alzheimer's, and I don't know if there's any, been any studies on that, but we've seen this big jump in 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 dementia and Alzheimer's, and I wonder if there's a link. Now, I'm not spreading a conspiracy theory. I'm asking a question. I wonder if there's a link.
4: Yeah, I don't know. You know, um, it makes you wonder. Um, like you said, what uh, what has helped happen to our health in following these odd or, or um, you know, eating styles, you know, you, you, you look at the generation, uh, the world war two generation, most of those people, you know, were the first generation to have like refrigeration and, and processed foods, but they grew up eating, you know, out of the garden, um, in season foods and, you know, ha- have we had an increase in things since then? Well, that's my um,
6: impression. Maybe it's yeah. that we've, yeah, or that maybe that we've are diagnosing it more. I don't know. But my impression is as that we've seen a jump in in heart disease. We've seen a jump in obesity. That I know. We've seen a jump in in dementia and Alzheimer's and other neurological issues.
4: Yeah, I mean, and again, it's I don't know the real statistics there. I don't know whether we've seen the jump or whether um, the you know is it that it's being reported differently or better now or more accurately you know because we also have that problem that that um you know in real numbers we may or may not have seen increases in certain things but we're seeing a huge increase in the reporting of certain things um you know i i uh where was i was there was something was talking about the um the uh, number of shootings and and the way they were defined by the FBI has not changed in the last 10 years. It's just that we're now every single, you know, every time something happens, it's blasted across the headlines. Right. And so we feel like things are, you know, much worse than they were. But in reality, the, the, the number of mass shootings has gone down as, as defined. And, and again, you have to be careful how you define them because you can define them different ways um, you know and and so that you have to be careful with your numbers there because people can play games with that and politicians do that all the time.
6: Yeah. <laughs> what did Mark Twain say there are lies damn lies and statistics? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, violent crime on the whole is dramatically lower than it was in the early 90s, the mm-hmm. late 80s and early 90s when things kind of reached their peak. Um, and so now they're, they're, they're swinging back up, but it's, no, it's nowhere near where it was back then. I think people forget how violent the United States had gotten at that point when the, with the crack epidemic and with, you know, um, you know, just everything was just, it was terrible. So let's go ahead and take a break. I'm Aaron Brinker.
4: And I'm Todd Brinker. And
6: we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back.
4: From
5: the Bureau of Economic Geology, this is EarthDate. 160 years ago, scientists invented the spectroscope, which breaks light into the spectrum of colors. They soon discovered that some elements, when heated, produce a signature light color. Hydrogen, for instance, makes orange. When they pointed the spectroscope at the sun, they saw lots of orange and some yellow, which didn't match any element on Earth. They named this alien element helium, after the Greek sun god Helios. For decades, many doubted its existence, until a scientist aimed the spectroscope at lava and saw the yellow again. Helium had been found on Earth. Further study revealed that helium was being produced by the decay of uranium and trapped underground in reservoirs. It also revealed that it's a very special element. Helium is so light that Earth's gravity can't hold it. When released at the surface, it rises through the atmosphere into space. It's also inert. Helium won't bond with other elements, meaning it's non-toxic and non-flammable. That makes it useful to create sterile, non-oxidizing environments for medical procedures, clean rooms, and welding. Helium also enters its liquid state colder than any other element. Liquid helium is therefore used to cool superconductor magnets in MRI machines and nuclear colliders. So next time you see helium balloons at a party, or inhale it to sing happy birthday in a chipmunk voice, remember that helium itself is an element worth celebrating. I'm Scott Tinker.
7: EarthDate is produced by the Bureau of Economic Geology at the University of Texas at Austin, with support from Schlumberger, helping oil and gas companies increase production and efficiency while lowering environmental impact. You can hear more EarthDate stories at earthdate.org. If you are one of
6: the millions of Californians, who prefer to use affordable natural gas to heat your home and cook your food, you need to listen to this message. There are powerful national organizations and California bureaucrats who don't like natural gas or propane either. They want to prohibit Californians from using these affordable, reliable energy sources. They want Californians to rely solely on high-priced electricity. Don't let them take away your energy options. We are Californians for Balanced Energy Solutions. Californians want affordable, reliable energy options that serve their family and business needs, not electric-only mandates. Learn more about how gas is fighting climate change, reducing smog, and helping keep California's economy strong. Visit www.c4bes.org and join us. Paid for by Californians for Balanced Energy Solutions.
3: Here's a great place for something special. It's Porter's Prime Steakhouse in Ontario's Doubletree Hotel, the perfect place for dinner with friends or business clients. Enjoy their delicious U.S. Prime beef or their wonderful seafood. You'll be happy with the different choices of tasty treats. Call 909 418 4808 Porter's Prime Steakhouse in the Doubletree Hotel at 222 North Vineyard in Ontario. That number again is 909-418-4808. The
0: Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands is serving up some really cool ice cream at La Micho Acana. Then get your chocolates and other delights from Sea's Candies. Moms and future moms who visit the mall can cool off and relax while they get treated like royalty at Shiny Nails or Francis Nails and then pampered at texture hair. The Tri-City Center is filled with retailers who care about you. Shop at the Tri-City Center in Redlands and see why they call it the mall with a heart.
5: K. K. C
0: A A
6: Welcome back, I'm Erin Brinker
4: and I'm Todd Brinker. And we
6: are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5, and FM 102.3. So there is a very tragic story from Riverside. Uh, one officer is dead, and two uh, were injured in a shooting on a Riverside Freeway. According to police, a California Highway Patrol officer made a traffic stop at around 537 P.M. in the area of East Ridge Avenue and Box springs boulevard on the 215 freeway uh it was he they pulled over a white gmc or he pulled over a white gmc pickup truck the officer determined he was going to impound the vehicle so he called a tow truck and was filling out paperwork when a male suspect entered the vehicle and pulled out an unknown caliber rifle and began firing at the officer the officer later died of his wounds Um, the This was on all of the news channels uh, yesterday. The officer was struck by gunfire but was able to broadcast a call for help. The first officers on the scene were two CHP officers who immediately engaged in gunfire with the suspect. The two officers were struck. One received major injuries and is currently in critical condition, and the other had minor injuries. Multiple officers from the Riverside Police Department and deputies from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department also arrived on scene and began exchanging gunfire with the suspect. Jennifer Montezuma was driving in her car with her two young children when she said bullets started coming through her windshield. It hit straight in the middle of my windshield, missing my head and my two children who were in the backseat. Hello, it is
0: Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com.
6: I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumbacasino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign
0: up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com
2: and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW report were prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Can you
6: imagine? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was. It's
4: yeah,
2: horrific.
6: Oh yeah. It was a long and horrific gun battle, according to the Riverside Police Chief Sergio Diaz. Um, the slain officer identified as uh, identified by, by Governor Gavin Newsom as a 34 year old officer Andre Moyer, who was taken to the coroner's office late on Monday night. Uh, Jennifer and I extend our heartfelt condolences to the family, friends, and fellow officers grieving the tragic loss of Officer Moyer, who will be remembered for his commitment to serving the Riverside County community and the people of California. And that was from uh, Gov- Governor Newsom in a statement. Officer said two civilians sustained very minor injuries and were treated and then released. So, wow. Very scary. Very scary. You know, People forget that in a time when we're very, very critical of police officers, uh, people forget that these men and women decide to put on a uniform knowing that they could face this kind of thing in a routine traffic stop. Um, And so more information I'm sure will be coming out um, today and in the coming days, and we'll bring that to you when we have it. It's already time for another break. I'm Erin Brinker.
4: And I'm Todd Brinker.
6: And we are on the brink. Oops, that song is still going on. We're on on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. We'll be right back. KCAA,
0: Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292 FQ Riverside, and K293 CF Moreno Valley.
7: NBC News Radio. I'm Lisa Carter. Congressional leaders continue to demand answers about the circumstances leading up to the death of accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein.
0: The letter, penned by committee chairman Jerry Nadler and ranking member Doug Collins to the Bureau of Prisons acting director, seeks answers about the agency's intake protocol and suicide prevention program.
7: Mark Mayfield reports Epstein was found hanged in a cell in Manhattan over the weekend. Federal prosecutors are filing charges against a friend of the man who they say killed nine people in Dayton, Ohio, last week. Ethan Coley was charged yesterday with lying on federal firearms forms and illegal possession of a firearm. Gunman Connor Betts was killed by police after killing nine and injuring more than two dozen others outside a bar in Dayton. And America's small business operators are surprising analysts. The Small Business Optimism Index made solid gains in July. The experts predicted the index would soften slightly. Lisa Carter, NBC News Radio.
0: California headline news, massive law enforcement scene in Riverside overnight after a gun battle that left a suspect and a CHP officer dead. A suspect opening fire during a traffic stop.
3: We don't know where the suspect was coming from, where he was headed to, what his affiliations are. We don't know his motive. Riverside Police
0: Chief Sergio Diaz says Officer Andre Moy died at the hospital. The suspect dead as well. Two other officers hospitalized as were two civilians who are expected to recover. San Jose's Mayor proposing a first in the nation requirement that all firearms owners carry liability insurance for their weapons.
4: We're in the heart of Silicon Valley. Uh, innovation starts here and we know that this is a crisis. That is crying out for many solutions. Under Sam
0: LeCarta's proposal, the insurance would include coverage for any accidental discharge of a gun and for the intentional acts of any third parties who steal the gun. Evacuation orders up for parts of Mendocino County. Crews trying to contain a wildfire in the Hopland area. Jeff Scott, California News. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <gasps> Thank mm-hmm. you.
6: Time to take a look at our roadways. I'm Aaron Brinker. In Temecula on the 15 southbound after the 79 Winchester Road, there was an earlier accident that has now been cleared, but traffic is still slow from Winchester Road uh, to the Temecula Parkway. And in Merino Valley on the 215, both northbound and southbound at Eastridge slash Eucalyptus, there's still a sigler. Police activity has uh, both, has the off ramp blocked in both directions. This is from yesterday's shooting. The Eastridge Avenue um, also is closed between Box Springs Boulevard and Valley Springs Parkway. This has been your traffic report. Drive carefully, everyone. I'm Erin Brinker, and this is KCAA.
7: From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Lori. Sunny for this morning, a high of 100, clear overnight and a low of 69. Sunny with a high of 104 for Wednesday, 104 also on Thursday. Friday, sunny with a high of 96,
6: dropping down to a high of 92 for Saturday, and back up on Sunday to a high of 94. I'm Lori broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center at the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the Trifecta of Talk in Southern California, KCAA 102.3 FM, Riverside 106.5 FM, Redlands, and the Legacy 1050 AM Loma Linda San
7: Bernardino.
3: This is KCAA. I
6: thought love was only true in fairy
5: tales, and for someone else but not for me. A love was out to get me,
6: and that's the way it seemed. Welcome back, I'm Erin Brinker.
4: And I'm Todd Brinker and we
6: are on the brink the morning show on KCAA AM 1050 FM 106.5 and FM 102.3 and I'm super excited to welcome back to the show the always effervescent and exciting Michelle Harris from Alive and Well TV she joins us a couple of times a month to talk about health and wellness and lifestyle and all things positive and happy Michelle Harris welcome back
1: Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. And you know what time of year it is. It's time that all the kids are getting back to school.
6: Crazy, right? The summer went by in a snap.
1: The parents are partying. Exactly. (laughs) And it's really a fast summer, and I'm guessing there's probably some... Kids who'd rather be continuing the summer, but some parents who are super happy. It <laughs> <laughs>
6: reminds me of that old Staples commercial. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and he's dad is skipping down the aisles, and kids are looking all sad.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But also, when kids head back to school, it's a time when we want to keep uh, keep the kids healthy because when they're all together and you're in a school environment, that's when they tend to pick up little bugs and, of course, bring them home to everyone else in the family. So one of the things that I recommend is, and I I use it myself, black elderberry extract. And what it does is it's proven to support a healthy immune system, and I use Sambacal Black Elderberry Extract because, well, for starters, they're like the original one. It's gotten very, very popular, but they're original. But they also use a special type of Black Elderberry called the Hashburg Black Elderberry. And that is a really, really unique Elderberry so you want to use the call because of that. And they also use a special extraction process so you're, you're getting the best and most consistent dosage, which is really important. But black elderberry extract is this antioxidant that you can use it all year round, but I think people like to remember to use it when they're going back to school and when they're traveling things like that but I do take it every day because of course I just want my immune system to be you know running it's most efficiently all year round but back to school is a great time for that and they even have gummies so it's easy to get the kids to, t- to take it but it tastes really great so is it's it, like a berry syrup
6: oh so and is it it's it's full of antioxidants is that the is that the reason why it's so good for you
1: Yes, twice as many antioxidants as blueberries, Wow, if you can believe it. And it's it's just, I've been a big believer in it because it keeps me you know, healthy and I use it all year round and even like, do it a little bit more when I travel. Like I said, so that's why back to school, it's a good thing for the kids and for the parents because you don't want to catch anything they could possibly bring home. So I notice that's when all my friends start coming down with the the colds and everything is when the kids are back to school because, like I said, they do bring it back. Back home so great for the whole family at back-to-school time and just keeping the little ones as healthy as can be. And then along those same lines, get your children in the habit of washing their hands. We should do it ourselves more often. I'm a big believer in it. But that's how, if you come into contact with some germs, you're going to get rid of them. It's so simple. We just need to wash our hands more often, and especially if you're out and about, if you're touching things, don't touch your face, because that's how you come into contact with so many of these germs. We are back to school, and pretty soon you're going to see more colds and flu, and I'm feeling like that we almost have a year-round cold and flu season. Yeah. At this point, you know, people were sick throughout the summer. To me, not as much as they get in when you're in the official cold and flu season. But it just seems like there's always these lingering things. Because people travel. We're so mobile. We go to big events. So it's easy to catch things.
6: So... You know, I, I kids are germ factories, and you say you know you shouldn't touch your face. I touch my face all the time. I'm not even aware that I'm doing it. All of a sudden, oh, I'm touching my face. Do you know what I'm saying? It just I'm not. I'm. It's so subconscious. How do you stop doing that?
1: It's just a learned behavior, and I will admit I find myself touching my face too. That's why the hand washing comes <laughs> in. But it's great if you're not touching your face. And remember, have Kleenex with you. If you sneeze, make sure you're doing it, you know, into the crook of your arm so that you're not doing it on your hands because you also don't want to spread your germs to other people. It's a good thing to be thoughtful if you are not feeling well and you do have a cold or flu, stay home, things like that. That'll help prevent, you know, anyone else from getting it. But, of course, we want to do whatever we can to keep ourselves and, and, you know, our children healthy and you know another thing that you can do just for overall health and also keeping kids you know at school engaged and having good behavior is it's so simple eat breakfast even something like an english mu- whole grain english muffin with some almond butter a piece of fruit it doesn't have to be involved in time consuming but having a breakfast at home, or even if you're having it on a bus, I don't care if it's a prepackaged smoothie that you buy at the store, just having that nutrition in the morning, studies have shown that kids learn better and have better behavior at school. And, of course, that's what everyone wants.
6: Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, that's why many, many school districts in low-income communities will serve uh, free breakfast to kids because they do perform better. They, their behavior is generally better. They feel better. I mean, you know, they're less grumpy. They're, um, you know, just they're more equipped to take on the day.
1: And we had breakfast at school when I was going to school. I wasn't a big fan of the calf, so I ate at home. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they do have that. And from what I understand, the food is much better than it used to be.
6: <laughs> it has improved dramatically. Michelle Obama actually made, a, made it a real point to improve uh, what is in school lunches. That was a big push for her. And so Wait. they've improved.
1: Yes. So eat at school if that. If the breakfast is available to you, eat at home. But there's so many quick things that we do as adults for breakfast, and certainly we can pass along to kids, even if you're a hobby just have some grab-and-go things, but it's really, really important. And along those lines, another thing that's important, of course, is our children's overall diet. So let's sneak those veggies in there. And I know myself as a kid, I didn't love the veggies. And of course now they make up a huge part of my diet. Right. But it's because I think when I was a kid, I had a working mom. She didn't cook a lot and the veggies I would say were probably prepared in a way that I still pro- wouldn't love now.
7: Right. And
1: in, and things like that. I eat mostly fresh veggies, I or roasted or cooked, but even frozen's a little bit better, but I don't know, as a kid, if your parents gave you, like, canned peas or something, you just rolled your eyes.
6: <laughs> we didn't eat canned um, – at my house, things were usually fresh. Uh, my mom liked to garden, and she was very picky about eating, uh, you know, uh, food that remember where it came from. Um, and so – but the I like canned green beans. It's the only thing that I'll eat canned, as, and I think it's just because they're salty. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like those, but usually at, at my house we uh, we tend to have frozen vegetables.
1: And frozen is good. I like I said I tend to like fresh. What I do find is a great way to get veggies into kids' diets. Though um, speaking of canned, because it's not just canned veggies, it's other things. Is canned soup. They're making a lot of really yummy new canned soups with fun things like quinoa and farro and kale and that's an easy way for kids and adults to get more veggies in their diet. Absolutely. And for me for dinner, I think it's perfect. It's like heat and eat. It's really quick. And also, the calories are usually within the range I'm looking for at dinner time end of the day. I don't want to eat something that's too heavy, but they taste great. These new soups, so that's a great way for the kids too because it tastes yummy. And I something about soup; it always feels like home. Yeah,
6: I love soup. You know, I, and and you can go. So a friend of mine is selling Tupperware. Now I haven't gone to a Tupperware party and at least two decades, Um, but a friend of mine is selling some Tupperware and they make these little bento boxes now. So you can, um, you can, uh, you know, add, just create your own lunchables for your kids pretty easily.
1: I love those. I have, they're not Tupperware, but I have something like that for when I travel, when I'm on a plane or something, I make them for myself. And that's one of the things you can do for your kids. You know, especially exposing them to different foods early is going to help them later on in life. But you can have fun things like hummus with carrot and pepper sticks if you've exposed them to hummus. But it tastes great, so most kids are going to really like it. Absolutely. Also, they have in the frozen section broccoli tots. and cauliflower rice, and wonderful things that I like for myself, but for kids it's a lot easier to get them to eat a broccoli tot than a piece of broccoli. And I was a very fussy eater when I was younger, so if you have some fussy eaters at home, great way to get more veggies into their diet. It's a lifelong habit. It's going to keep them healthier for the rest of their lives to get them eating those veggies. And now we have so many fun ways to do that.
6: Indeed. Indeed. So we're just about out of time. Let people know how they can watch Alive and Well TV.
1: You can go check out your local listings, of course. And now everyone has a remote. You can just talk into it and ask for Alive and Well. You can visit our website, aliveandwell.tv, check your local listings. And you can also follow us through social media via our website, aliveandwell.tv.
6: Well, Michelle Harris, it's always a treat to have you on the air with us. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, and happy back to school. Happy back to
6: school to you. (laughs) Enjoy your bento box. (laughs) so with that it's time for a break i'm aaron brinker
4: i'm todd brinker and
6: we are on the brink the morning show on kcaa am 1050 fm 106.5 and fm 102.3 we'll be right back
2: with 60 years of fascinating facts this is the man from yesterday and back in time this time to 1964 get ready mustangs here Although introduced in April at the New York World's Fair, Ford has been busy taking orders for its new car, the Mustang. Although Mustang is hip and sporty, first print ads almost describe it as elegant.
0: In less than four months, the Ford Mustang has become the most talked about, most exciting and fastest selling new car in over 20 years. Seems like just about everyone wants one.
2: And from this time in 1983, a top movie, Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton, Terry Garr, Martin Mull, and Jillian and Christopher Lloyd. Terry Garr's career is hot. She's coming from Tootsie, where she was nominated for an Academy Award.
3: Michael Keaton. Where does Bobby keep the extra diapers? And Terry Garr in Mr. Mop,
0: A Mother of a Comedy.
2: And from this time in 1974, fans are mourning the loss of Mama Cass Elliot, who passed away suddenly in her London apartment. Mama Cass Elliot was 33.
1: But in your dream?
2: With more at manfromyesterday.com
3: In the Inland Empire, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. Like the one who mowed your lawn and trimmed that week you were sick. Well, here's another good neighbor you can count on, State Farm Agent Joe Amlani and his team. They're here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which can save you money and time. So combine home and auto and start savings today rolling. Call State Farm Agent Joe Amlani, 909-894-4619 today.
1: Hello, health seekers. It's John Harrison with Doh Matcha. Looking for green tea powder to add to your hot and cold beverages, smoothies, and shakes? Doh Matcha, matcha green tea from Japan, is a great choice grown on our farms in Kagoshima and
2: Kyoto, Japan, where matcha green tea originated. Doh Matcha, great tasting, good for you. Doh Matcha brand, matcha green tea you can use every day for that nice pick-me-up without the jitters of coffee. Try our Doh Matcha brand, matcha green tea. See for yourselves how much you enjoy it. This is John
1: Harrison. Thank you for your time.
2: Continental Auto Parts in Whittier reminds
4: area employers that our local veterans possess outstanding leadership and organizational skills, valuable technical abilities, and focused work ethics. Bring precision, consistency, team dedication, and elite training to your organization. Make 2019 the year you hire smart and hire vets. That patriotic reminder is courtesy of the proud staff at Continental Auto Parts in Whittier where they are saluting our veterans, those currently serving, and remembering the families of those who
2: made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom.
0: and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Tehebo Tea Club's Original Pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only thirty-four ninety-five plus shipping. Order now at teheboteaclub.com or call 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-B-O. So teheboteaclub.com, 818-610-8088 broadcasting more local radio
3: programs than any other station in California. We are KCAA.
1: see faded sign at
0: the side of the road
4: that
6: back. I'm Erin Brinker.
4: And I'm Todd Brink. And
6: we are on the Brink, the morning show on KCAA, AM 1050, FM 106.5 and FM 102.3. And I kind of dominated everything today, Todd. You pick one.
4: Um, there is an article out there. There's some things in the news about the um, a federal investigation of uh, a violation, Violation? Bleh, I can even say the word, a violation of girls' civil rights, uh, Connecticut, uh, several young ladies are now suing uh, on, on the basis of civil rights saying that, that uh, by allowing two transgender athletes to compete in the girls division that they have deprived her of the ability to, to fairly be seen by college coaches. She got eighth place at a state championship to um, genetic males who are transgender athletes competing as women won the event by significant margins, pushing her from sixth to eighth place so she wasn't in the finals. And she and two others are now suing, saying that this is a violation of their civil rights. The U.S. Department of Education and Office for Civil Rights Wednesday granted the request of three-track teen athletes to investigate their allegations of illegal discrimination.
6: You know, you well, you are a coach, and you have two daughters who are both athletes. Um, and and so This is something I feel very strongly about. Biological males should not be allowed to compete with biological females. There is a natural advantage, and people have tried to deny this, and it's ridiculous. There's a natural advantage to being male. They're faster. They are stronger. They are, they have, you know, they're... Increased bone density so they can throw farther. They can, I mean, it's, they've got greater lung capacity. Um, it is unfair that a biological male is competing against biological females. You can present right. however you want. That's, that's on you. Go for it. But when it comes to sports, when there are real scholarship dollars at stake, I think that's a, it's, it's an unfair advantage.
4: Yeah. The the young lady, Selena Sewell was quoted saying, I am very happy for these athletes and I fully support them for being true to themselves and having the courage to do what they believe in but in athletics it's entirely different situation it's scientifically proven that males are built physically stronger than females it's unfair to put someone who is biologically male who has not gone undergone anything in terms of hormone therapy against uh female gendered girls
6: yeah and even that doesn't make
4: sense i didn't read that right but well (laughs) we know what you mean yeah yeah uh, Gender-identifying, born females.
6: So biologically female. Thank you. So so <laughs> even if they're going through undergoing hormone therapy, bone density is. You know, there's there are just physiological. Differences between men and women, and to deny that is to deny reality and to deny science. Let's be honest. And so, I, I mean, I feel for these trans women um, that that want to that want to compete as women, but biologically they're still male, and they should compete as males. They should. Yeah,
4: I, I agree. Or, or create a, you know, I mean, if we we we've created a male and a female category, then there should be a, you know, if you if there's enough people competing, then have a third category as gender identified female, or gender identified male. Yes. And have and have them compete in in a category for people who are on an equal footing.
6: Because there are real scholarship dollars. I mean, if let's, if you take the the top athletes Um, that in, in, you know, could, could um, Serena Williams compete at the top level against the male tennis players? And the answer is no, she doesn't hit the the ball hard enough. She's not as fast as they are. She would not be able to compete. She would not be ranked where she is. um, If she were competing with the men and she is the best female athlete, you know um, I mean, she and Simone Biles are the best female athletes in the world. Right. So you know, if, if a woman at the top of her game cannot compete against men at the top of their game, you know, it's, why do we think that it's different for collegiate athletes or high school athletes? It's not.
4: Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think that, that there needs to be a, uh, a a line in the sand where you say, you know, you whether you know i mean i feel for you if you identify as a female that's then 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 live your life but but you are biologically male and that gives you an advantage over females so if you want to compete you have to compete against people who are biologically on a on a similar footing as you
6: exactly you know it's interesting because you remember the the women's um, uh, national soccer team was out there saying that they should give be they should be paid just as much as the man the men. Well, I guarantee what'll happen if that's the case um, is that you'll see male athletes um, decide to be trans for the purpose of earning those big dollars um, playing against well, women. Well, if they're
4: paying the same though, then that's not going to be a, any you know. Although I guess I guess what you're saying is a second tier male athlete yes. might be able to be a first tier. I get you. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, the irony there is is that the women's team brings in more money than the men.
6: They did this year. I don't know that they consistently do.
4: Yeah. They they, they have for a while because they've been a much stronger team for a while than the men. It's it was not just this year. It's it's been over the last couple of years. Um. But they. Uh, yeah. They. There's just been a lot more interest there. They've had more interesting people. They've been very vocal. And, uh, and I think they have a real strong case, you know, equal pay is a different issue than, you know, compete on the same playing field against each other.
6: But I guarantee that you will see the second tier yeah. male athletes then move into the women's sports. If yeah. There
4: will be people who will be willing to, to identify. And I say this in air quotes, cause they may or may not really identify. I mean, I certainly those who do identify as female go live your life, but right. there'll be those who are going to do it because of the advantage it gives them. Yes. Yeah.
6: Yes. So uh, we're at the end of our show for today. I'm Erin Brinker.
4: And I'm Todd Brinker.
6: And we are on the brink, the morning show on KCAA. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.
3: Gun proposal, Hong Kong protests. I'm John Trout. The Senate's top Democrat wants President Trump to remove her request for border wall funding and divert that money into other programs. Correspondent Linda Kenyon has the latest.
7: Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says he will ask the Trump administration